Welcome to the Manic Metallic Podcast, where we respect fashion's past, analyze fashion's present, and get excited about fashion's future. I'm Liberty Gaiman, founder and creative principal of fashion media company Manic Metallic. Several times per week, I'll bring you episodes about exciting things happening in fashion, discussion about current issues facing the industry, and the places and people that have made the fashion industry great. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at the Manic Metallic Podcast and at Manic Metallic, both linked in our show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Manic Metallic Podcast. I'm Liberty, your host. Today's Who Is episode centers around the fashion journalists that turn fashion into a subject of news on which to report. We're going to talk about Virginia Pope. Virginia Pope was born on June 29, 1885, in Chicago, Illinois, to parents Francis C. Pope and Betty Hamilton Pope. After her father died when she was five years old, she and her mom began a life of touring Europe. Her European childhood saw her become fluent in French, Italian, and German, which would help her later in her career. She would not return back to her hometown of Chicago until she was 20 years old. A long stay in Chicago wasn't to be. Roughly a decade after having returned, Pope left Chicago again during World War I to join the Red Cross. In the post-World War I era, she tried multiple careers on to see which would fit. She worked in social work for a time at Hall House under Jane Addams. She then became a dancer at the Maxine Elliott Theater in New York City with French singer Yvette Gilbert. Virginia Pope's first published piece, which ran in the New York Times in 1923, would follow these ventures. The subject matter of this piece was the Oberammergau players from Germany that were appearing in New York at the time. Her German skills came into play here when interviewing them. Her next articles were Christmas writings with the setting of an Italian neighborhood. For these articles, she spoke Italian to conduct interviews for the article. It was after this that the New York Times hired her on as a member of the paper's Sunday staff in 1925. In 1933, she became the fashion editor of the New York Times. The 22-year period that she served in the role saw a revolutionizing of the way in which fashion was written about. She was the first person to begin reporting on fashion as a business, in addition to reporting on shows. She began Fashions of the Times, a fashion show that gave American designers a platform by which to publicize their work in 1942. It would run for the next nine years. She was the first to wire photos of the opening of the Paris shows back to New York to be placed in the paper the next day. She was essentially one of the first people to take fashion seriously, and for that, we should all be grateful. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Manic Metallic's recent product. Do you like fashion? Does it matter to you beyond just entertainment value? Well, Manic Metallic is a fashion media company that creates audio, written, and video content that supports our ethos that fashion is an art, discipline, and societal force for change. We recently published a fashion ebook titled Alternative Fashion Capitals, a survey of 20 cities of emerging thought leadership. In it, we detail 20 cities beyond just New York, Milan, London, and Paris that have thriving fashion scenes, and we dive deep into what they have to offer, including shopping districts, specific places to shop, brands, events, fashion organizations, fashion publications, and universities and colleges. These 20 cities have a lot to offer the world with regards to the fashion industry, and Manic Metallic is determined to share their stories. We'd love for you to consider purchasing this fashion ebook and for you to join our growing community via our website, 
social media, newsletter, and podcast. For more information on the ebook and where it can be purchased, please visit manicmetallic.com forward slash products. We look forward to hearing from you. Now back to the podcast. During her long career as a fashion journalist, she served in various positions outside of her employment. She was a founding member of Fashion Group, which became Fashion Group International. She served as president of the New York newspaper Women's Club for a time. She was honored with the Neiman Marcus Award in 1948 for outstanding contribution to the fashion field. After her retirement from the New York Times, she joined Parade Magazine as its fashion editor. Virginia Pope passed away on January 16, 1978, at age 92. A few things stuck out to me as I was researching Virginia for this article. It was excessively difficult to find information on her and her life story. This was something, this was someone that planted the seed for today's fashion industry, especially in the area of fashion journalism, to grow to the point to which it's gotten. I highly suggest reading the story that Bill Cunningham wrote on her, which I've linked in the show notes, for a good take on her life. It was one of the only ones that I could find. I think that what she did for fashion journalism was crucial. Fashion has always had an uphill climb in terms of having a profession taken seriously by others. If someone works in fashion, I feel that a sizable amount of people still look at them with the sense of skepticism and contempt, which I'll get to that topic in an upcoming episode. The more people that we can get to take our profession seriously, the better, ourselves included. Also, what is it about these Midwesterners that are able to go in and hop right into the fashion industry and start fixing things? Virginia was from Chicago, Eleanor Lambert was from Crawfordsville, Indiana. On the other hand, you've got people like Andre Leontale and myself who are from the southern U.S. We're a different sort, I guess. It goes to show that the United States can birth talent from anywhere, not just the traditional fashion center of New York. That's going to be it for this episode. Tune in for our next one, where we discuss a recent article. Until then, see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you got value out of today's episode, it'd mean a lot to me if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Manic Metallic Podcast. Be sure to tell all of your fashion-inclined friends and co-workers about the podcast as well. This would really help us to spread our message about fashion being an art, discipline, and force for societal change. And don't forget to stay in touch with us by subscribing to the Manic Metallic newsletter and following us on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us through either of those names. I'd love to hear from you. I'll link these all in the show notes. You're the best. See you next episode.